and welcome to the Great Park Hop. My name is Julian James, and continuing to join us live from the Hall Cave, he's feverishly working on his Donald Duck impression for a little bit later on in the episode, the man, the myth, the legend, Henry Hall. Hey! Every other week, we get together to discuss the latest and greatest theme park news happenings and burning topics from the lands of Disney, Universal, and beyond before launching into things, though, we always like to note that Henry works at the Walt Disney Company, as always, his opinions are fully his own. So how about it, Henry? You are like less than two weeks before you're going to be back at Disneyland. So like on a scale from one to five, man, where is your excitement level right now? Right now, I think I'm on four in building at this point. So Nice. That's a good place to be. Yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. Uh, we've been uh, just like, checking out all the like updates coming out of Disney and just all the things that are opening. And the wife has been furiously like making uh, new ears. So uh, matter of fact, oh. she even made a pair of ears for a coworker of hers who went down uh, this last week or so. So uh, nice. She made some uh, black widow nice. themed ears. Oh, very, very, uh, very uh, timely. Yes. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say she even made some ears for me. <laughs> well, you didn't ask. No, I was uh, sorry. And by me, I mean Henry. Oh. I, I was hoping that she was making ears for you. Uh, no, uh, I have a big head, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're not You're not an ears guy. No, not really. Well, uh, I do want to. Uh, I do want to keep talking about it. We will revisit. I, I want to get back to your uh, your trip, and I have a few more specific questions about that as well. A little bit later, but first, just wanted to kind of rehash, go through a couple of the updates that have been kicking off recently. Some specifically, as you pointed out, going on at Disneyland, dude. Your trip is kind of slightly coming together. More and more as time goes on. So who knows, man? You might you might be back up to uh, full strength, 100%. Maybe not capacity, but at least in terms of attractions and all of that. You may actually get to ride Finding Nemo submarines. I know you're very excited about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not riding that. Uh, most of the attractions, I think, are going to be open, but not all. Not all. This is true. No submarines, it's looking like. No. Before we get to that, though, so we've got a couple of Florida updates, and these also apply to our trip coming up in October. So this is kind of exciting. We have Universal Orlando Halloween Horror Nights tickets. They're finally on sale. This has been something we've been wondering about. We've had that confirmation that, yeah, it's happening. Uh, we've had the confirmation that, you know, Beetlejuice and that that kind of creepy puppet theater are going to be two of the houses that uh, that we're going to look forward to, but we haven't had that much else to go on. So uh, it's a little weird, you know. We, so of course we purchased our tickets, right? Like there's no question about that. We're going to be there, but uh, it's a little weird purchasing tickets with such little information to go on. Uh, the one little update that they did give was that uh, Jack the Clown, which is which. Uh, I'm not as familiar with uh, with Orlando or I guess even Hollywood Halloween Horror Nights, but he is kind of a uh, he's an original creation for Halloween Horror Nights, and he's like a, he's he's like a staple for the last twenty 
years or so. He's one of the big kind of uh, 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 the one of the big bads of the event, if you will. And he's he's shown up and hosted various different uh, various different Halloween horror nights over the years. So I I guess it makes sense that for thirtieth uh, anniversary of Halloween horror nights that he would be back in a big way. So he it sounds like he's going to have his own house. The way that they talked about his kind of presence is that he will show up in a haunted house, uh, scare zones, and, quote, places guests would least expect, uh, whatever that means. So, uh, so Henry, are you, are you freaked out by clowns? Is this, a, is this a phobia of yours? This is not a phobia of mine, but a, it is a phobia of my father-in-law. So, <laughs> so, so oh, okay. So, I mean, I like uh, every now and then we we do bring up uh, with my wife. We talk about how <laughs> her father is scared of of uh, clowns. I, I mean, I hate to say it. While I, I I'm not scared of clowns, I am. I guess I, I guess I am a little bit jumpy. Uh, so, yeah. like jump scares do get me, but. You have to be careful because I do believe in <laughs> fight and flight, which I don't mean fight or flight. I mean fight and flight. So you really get the drop on me. I'm going to punch you and then I'm going to run. <laughs> I mean, it's it, perfect. What I mean, what better uh, what better kind of uh, uh, situation for a for, you know, going to a, a whole big Halloween horror night. Hey, man, I, where that's that's basically the, the concept is to just jump scare everyone. One of the one of the th- stories that often comes up when uh, with my dad is that uh, and he loves to tell his stories is when I was really, really young, maybe about eight or so. He forced me to go into a haunted haunted house because it was cheap. It was like a nick a quarter to get in. And at the end of the haunted house, I'm freaked out. I'm just like, uh, just freaking out. And some guy dressed as poorly as a Grim Reaper is coming up to us. And my dad <laughs> says, hey, don't touch him. Don't touch him. And the guy didn't listen and he grabbed me and as a little kid instead of like scared and running off or anything i go in attack mode and i just start hauling off on him and he's just like trying to get away at that point and i'm still going after him so uh yeah it's not a good thing to necessarily scare me uh so we'll see what happens man i guess you'll be there to check man <laughs> Yeah, from a young age, Henry, you were uh, you were setting the world on fire. I tell you. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Like, if you just run away, they're going to be behind you. You want to you want to shock them, you know, stun them real quick, and then run away, <laughs> and you get a better chance of getting away. You know. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah, I mean, there's there there is a logic there for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, so, I mean, at this point, I'm, cu- I'm curious, like, what are the chances that we actually not survive the night, but actually don't get kicked out by the end of the event? <laughs> at that point, I'm just going to start distancing myself. Like I'll, I'll put Lori between you and me so that, you know, when you get pulled and yanked, I'm, I'm, I'm at least one person uh, away. I'm not, not in any way associated. I'm like, have you seen this guy? Like, geez, what a, what a psychopath. I hate to tell you this, man, but as Lori has described it, you look like you could be my brother. 
so you may actually get thrown out just because nah he looks a little too close like him they're probably related you go too <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll pretend not to speak english or something like that I don't, it, I don't it know. doesn't matter man half the times people talk to me in, in uh, spanish at least <laughs> so. yeah that's a fair point <laughs> you're, t- you're taking me with you okay well that'll be something that's something to look forward to for sure um so yeah so we at least know that those are going to be the three houses we still have tons of more details to come Almost in July here, still not a ton of details. We still have no idea. I mean, certainly people that have been through Universal Hollywood have seen them building up the structures and the and the and the houses and the entrances and the facades for Halloween Horror Night. So safe to say that's going to happen in Hollywood. Still no confirmation there, though. There's no been any kind of announcement suggesting what that event is going to be. So still lots of details to. Uh, that are still needing to come out from Universal in this case. The one detail that you and I were discussing, though, just because, uh, you know, not only are, um, not only is this not an event that you and I are are super familiar with, this is the first time we're in Orlando, which is really where this event is at, right? Like, they really go all out at uh, at Universal Orlando for, for all of the houses and everything like that. I always feel like, when I hear about the houses that we that we get in Hollywood, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, all right, these are these are kind of pale imitations, if you will. So super excited to be doing that. But then the question is, well, knowing that we're going in like you know mid to late October here at this point, it's going to be crowded. Have to imagine that uh, there's been a build, uh, just a buildup of of kind of excitement and anticipation from. Uh, I think guests that normally would go to an event like this. So it's definitely going to be packed. The question then came to, do we even entertain the idea of purchasing a, an express pass to get us through all of the, uh, that at least get us one entry through the exit kind of ish area to each of the haunted houses, or do we just, try to risk it and get through as many as we can in normal standby. And so Henry, you took a pretty strong stance of, I am, I am not an express pass person. I don't like to pay for, you know, uh, to skip the line. I'm, I'm really curious kind of where, uh, where, where kind of, uh, you know, I'm curious kind of how you're, how, how you feel, especially about this. And uh, and why you have such a strong feeling about that? Because I'm a, I'm a bit in the different boat. Well, I mean, it feels like I mean, it's one of those things where you're paying to get like to cut the line in front of other people. It feels kind of unfair in some regards because you know not everybody can afford something like that, and you're cutting yeah. in front of them, and and also. I've noticed, like, uh, particularly when going to uh, to the Universal Studios Hollywood, is that sometimes that uh, that Express Pass area is not as good as the other areas, and they pack you in with a bunch of other people, whereas the other areas were maybe better and less like crammed in. So. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't feel like it's worth it 
you know? Mm. So it, it feels like, you know, I, I don't want to be paying extra for something that, you know, it's kind of a throw up whether it's going to be like really, really worth this extra money that I'm going to be dropping down. And so it's kind of a gamble and I don't like to gamble with the money in that case. Plus, like I said, it feels like you're no. cutting in front of other people. Um, I don't know. It feels like bad pool type thing. You're just not, you, you just, I don't know. It, well, and in this case, especially, right? Like we were looking at, uh, we were just pricing it out. The cost of an express pass is worth more than the event right now. Yeah. Right? And that's ridiculous. Like the, I, you know, I could, I probably wouldn't be so against it if it was like a $50 add on. I'd, yeah. I'd probably be more opt for it at that point and saying like $50. Maybe I'll I'll get that because I did at one point at Universal's Hollywood Studios did buy an Express Pass. And I think it was right after they started like offering them, and it was like I want to say it was like sixty dollars extra to add it onto your ticket at that time. And honestly, <laughs> it was a waste of money because the crowds weren't that mm-hmm. big at that time. So we were, we were walking on, but like everybody else was walking on the rides at that point too. So, um, yeah, it wasn't really worth it at that time. Uh, now like just pricing it out more than a ticket, that just sounds wrong. That means it, it, it yeah. sounds like they're kind of like forcing you into that at this point because they know you're going to need to get it. So they're pricing it more than the ticket. It's kind of one of those gotchas where it's like it's a cheaper. They're going to sell you like this, you know, cheaper like pretzel because it's salty because they know after you you uh, eat that pretzel, you're going to buy the really expensive drink that's like twice the price <laughs> of the pretzel because yeah. you, you're going to just need it after you because of all that salt type thing. Yeah. 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 No, that uh, I, I get what you're going for here. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it, it Definitely the way that I've always looked at it and course it depends on the specifics like if we're talking specifically about halloween horror nights uh, I, yeah i agree like the the fact that it costs more than the event itself makes it makes it extremely hard to justify especially with like what you're talking about we just don't know what the crowd's going to be like this year in general is uh is such a bizarre year and a wild card to try to predict any kind of crowd levels right other than like you assume that it's going to be crowded. <laughs> There's no question about that. But just like, does the general rule of kind of like crowds where you're going to get closer, you get to Halloween, it's going to get more crowded, that they're going to hit capacity, that they're going to sell out. Like who, who knows right now, right? Like that international travel, just travel in general is still kind of all up in the air. Like, yes, it's increasing and improving, but you're, you're not going to have the same necessarily out of town audience that you that you normally would. So that's uh that's a tough thing to think about too. I, I mean, the, my general approach is always like, you're right. Like there is, there's just like the cost of the, I, I, I refer to it as like an upgrade. I have no problem paying and skipping by people in general. I don't feel guilty as I walk, as I walk by <laughs> them and, and, uh, and do that. I, I feel no guilt whatsoever. 
But um, but so there's like, yeah, the, the cost of the upgrade itself. But the other way that I look at it is like there's the cost of my my time. And I, I always try to I mean, I guess, again, it depends on the it depends on the situation. But it's like if I pay a little bit extra uh, or even like a fair amount extra, but it means that like I can see everything that I want to see. I'm spending less time just kind of like doing nothing and waiting. And it, potentially, even if it like changes the, my approach to the park, if it means that I can like relax a little bit, if I can enjoy some of the other stuff that maybe I normally wouldn't get to uh, around the park, just uh, whether it be like ambiance or food or shows, or um, if that extra time will, will allow me to maybe like, you know, just relax a little bit and enjoy my time, then. Uh, perhaps I can justify it like that, that maybe all of a sudden starts to make sense. Like the, um, the Disneyland max pass has always been pretty easy for me to justify, even though really all it is, is it's a service that is just a digital fast pass, right? You're paying to use a service that exists there. Just, you don't have to manually grab a physical fast pass card from the machines, but like the fact that I can just kind of, uh, you know, sort of pre-plan out my day a little bit. I don't have to worry about like trying to get and find like certain fast pass machines that it like tells me immediately like, Hey, this is the next time you can get this fast pass. And, uh, and, um, and, you know, I can, I can just kind of set that on my phone and just be ready about that. And I'm not like rushing from location to location, trying to get physical cards like that generally is they did up, up increase the cost to like what, 25 bucks mm-hmm. <laughs> right before they ended max passes, at least indefinitely right now. Um, but still like that generally has been uh, uh, something I'm, I'm, I can justify in my mind. And the fact that there's, they include photo pass with it is also super awesome and helps to justify it. Not that I'm a big photo person, but still like, yeah, there's a couple of times where, so there's an especially good ride photo that uh, that I can download the digital version of. That's that's always good times. Um, so that kind of stuff is 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 okay. I mean, you know, going back to going back to like Halloween Horror Nights, it's like well, knowing where my mind is at and where my mind was when we were talking about this back and forth. Do we do this? Do we not? It's like listen, we're there for one night. <laughs> who knows when the next time we're going to be out in Orlando for Halloween horror nights is going to be, uh, you know, who, again, like who knows what the crowds are. I know that the, the general consensus is on a crowded night. It can get brutal, like three hour wait for, uh, you know, some of the more popular houses kind of brutal. And uh, like, I was, like I was telling you, man, like the idea of spending six hours and only seeing two houses that are like, what? five, seven minutes uh, to walk through, but waiting like six hours to do that twice. Oof, man, that, that was, that was triggering me just thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, I think in a way too, if you look at it, the fact that the way they like set up and sell this, like, you know, this, this 
you know, express pass, it is like, it's like they're selling you, uh, you know, a antivirus program. They basically work on your, like your paranoia <laughs> of missing your paranoia of, of FOMO of missing out, you know? Yeah. So it's totally, it's, it's definitely, I mean, they know what they're doing and they figured out they can, they can sell it. I think Disney, I I'm with you on the max pass. I mean, I don't get it all the time, but it's much, much easier to justify that. Um, the, yeah. like I said, the add on price is really what gets me not to mention I am cheap. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, I mean, it's one of those things where like, you picked the you picked the wrong trip then to uh, well to talk about. Well, this is not a cheap trip. So well, far. no, it, it isn't, and that's you know the I'm not super cheap. I'm not like my dad or or my grandfather who was even cheaper before <laughs> him. Uh, uh, Broke the cycle. It, yeah, I mean, I am my father's son. Just you know, but <laughs> I I have a tendency to be more like I shop around more to get the best price I can, but I'm not going to skimp on the, the, the experience or get a cheaper thing. I'm just going to shop around for it. I don't know. This one yeah. is one of those things where it's hard to like justify. Um, but yep. like say maybe for a park day, I might, I might get one for that, but considering the time amount of time and just the fact that it's more than the actual ticket is just was blowing my mind. And it wasn't just a little yeah. bit more. It was a lot. It was like, what, $50 more than the regular ticket? I thought it was like $120 for the Express yeah. Pass, whereas the... It was like 40 or 50 yeah. Where the, the ticket itself was around 70 And it was like, yeah, wow. I mean, now you're talking about like spending a... a a seventy dollar ticket, seventy something ish dollar ticket is now you're talking about being it's two hundred dollars. So it was like wow, um, and then I have to times that by two. So that was that was kind of what definitely made me like if it was like I said if it was like fifty dollars, sure I probably would have got it, but yeah, that's just too much. Well, in the in the end, Henry, you. Totally convinced me. And now I'm just going to be an anxious mess that entire week until uh, we actually are done with that event and hopefully things have gone well. But no, I think, I think, I think we, we just have to strategize more, right? Like that's where it comes down to is like, all right, we can, we can still do it, but we know that we're going to be already in the parks that day. So we just get, we just load up and get ready to roll as soon as they open those gates for uh, Halloween Horror Nights. As soon as they, they, they shoot off that firing gun, they're like, all right, go to those, uh, go to those, go to that staging area. Yeah. We're, we're going to be there. We're going to roll. We're going to have our list of houses that we want to hit. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to prioritize the houses that we want to hit too. So. Oh yeah. yeah definitely. Or the, you know, there's going to be obvious. Got to hit that Beetlejuice house. Well, Yeah. I mean, definitely going to hit the Beetlejuice, but you never know. Like, say if they did like the Aliens versus Predator house again, that would definitely be like high on my list to go to. But, uh, you know. Conan the Barbarian. 
Henry's Henry's dream Halloween horror. Hey man, I remember when they had the Conan the Barbarian like stunt show back in the day. Even though it was more like a He Man stunt show, but they called it Conan Mm. the Barbarian. It was always weird. The (laughs) it was a simpler time. Well, I think what it was was they they wanted to do a He Man show, but. You know, they didn't have the rights to He-Man, but they had the rights to Conan. So they just made a Conan show that was really, you know, modeled after He-Man because the the whole show, you have this guy who's like a thief and he gets this sword and he gets bigger. He turns into Conan. So that's totally He-Man. But yeah, now the Jabberwockies <laughs> dance there. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Jabberwockies heal all. <laughs> it's, it's like it's the equivalent of the MIB, the Men in Black, like uh, you know, like what is it, Brain Wipe uh, Flash? Oh yeah, neuralizer. What Conan show? <laughs> no, I just dated myself. Is well, really what happened. <laughs> yeah, that was rough, man. That was rough. I was trying to help you there. Uh, the so so that's the that's what's going on over at Universal Florida. I'm sure there's going to be tons of more news coming out that is just going to get us more excited, more anxious, more pumped up. So that'll be good. Um, We also have a couple of just Disney World announcements going on over there too. So obviously they're they're going to be starting up that big 50th anniversary celebration of uh, Disney World and Magic Kingdom especially on October 1st. So they just announced that both Magic Kingdom and Epcot are getting their new nighttime shows for that. So Magic Kingdom has a, uh, a nighttime spectacular, as they call it, called Disney Enchantment, and that will feature music, enchanting lighting, stunning fireworks, and, for the first time, immersive projection effects that extend from Cinderella Castle all the way down Main Street, USA. So that's what's going on over at Magic Kingdom. Epcot has Harmonious, which kind of felt like it was a little bit of a flat announcement. This was initially supposed to open uh, last summer, but it was delayed due to the pandemic, of course. Um, That's going to take place in the World Showcase Lagoon. We've been seeing tons of images about those crazy barge projections that are are, uh, kind of filling up that whole kind of area there. Um, But I guess uh, the the previews that they've been talking about sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. At night, but there you go, man. So we've got we've we've got some uh, some nighttime spectaculars to look forward to. Yeah. Are you a big fireworks person, Henry? Uh, you know, I'm generally not. The only fireworks show that I generally I always stop to watch was the uh, the Halloween uh, fireworks show at Disneyland, yeah. just because it's so well choreographed with the music and. And like just seeing like like they shoot up the uh the pumpkin firework up there, so you get the jack o' lantern, uh, I should say jack o' lantern firework up. So you see the face in the sky. That's so cool. But then like the mm. music, you know, just the Nightmare Before Christmas music that goes along with it is just so so good. You know, you just I always forget how well how well done the music was. How, you know, Danny Elfman really knocked it out the park with with Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, and then just also the the other, the villains and stuff. It's so well done. 
just so good. Uh, so that's the one show that I generally watch every now and then I do watch some of the other uh, fireworks shows, you know, they're okay. I mean, I mean, they do excellent fireworks shows. It's just at this point in my life, I've seen so many fireworks. It's just, eh, yeah, you know, it doesn't get me as much anymore. Um, but I appreciate yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I feel like, uh, I'm in a very similar boat as you for sure. Like sometimes I'll use that as an opportunity to hop on a couple of rides that are uh, going to be a little bit less crowded. Uh, maybe get some some really cool views of like you know Big Thunder and stuff like that. But uh, but I think I might have to check these out if only because I'm so used to the Disneyland fireworks shows, which as you pointed out are a lot of fun, really good times, especially if you get a good seasonal one in there. But oftentimes you get those high wind warnings, mm. so like it gets scrubbed or they can't do the full show. Um, and generally, much like everything that goes on at Disney World, their nighttime spectaculars are just bigger. They're just much, they're, they, they're legitimate spectaculars. So uh, um, so I feel like that, you know, we're going to be there. They're also new shows, especially. So, you know, who knows when the next time we're going to be there for yeah. for that kind of thing. So we, I may have to. Yeah, I mean... Like you said, it's it's new show and, you know, it's not like something we're going to see all the time. So, yeah, I could see that. Um, we're probably trying to take, take, a, take a gander. It, it is hard, though, to like, you you have to like, do I, do I watch the show or do I go ride these rides or experience all these other things at the same time? If you, you're definitely like calculating what you want to do in your head, what takes priority. Yeah. But uh, I think, I think you're right. I think we probably need to like check out the fireworks show and, and really like appreciate, you know, uh, what the magic kingdom has to offer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially with the, with the, with this kind of special 50th uh, showing too, yeah. it's kind of a unique special thing. Um also, I mean, it it absolutely helps us in our situation, and and anyone going to, uh, you know, the after hours uh, boo bash as well. You know, there's um, we have like two nights that we're going to basically be at Magic Kingdom. So if we want to spend like boo bash doing a bunch of rides, which sounds like maybe there's going to be a little bit, you know, uh, it's going to be a little lighter than a normal kind of a, a Halloween spectacular, then um, then we can always do that. So we'll, we'll have plenty of time in Magic Kingdom to get all of it done, which should be good times. And then, man, yeah, Epcot's just going to be good times because there's going to be Harmonious going on. We're going to have the Food and Wine Festival. We're just going to have everything else going on at Epcot, yeah. just being the cool place that it always Speaking is. Speaking of the Food and Wine Festival, cool. have you seen that they actually Here we go. They released a list of the booths? Thirty, like It was something like oh, 32 baby. booths that they're going to have. Yeah, dude. Man, it's like I'm like it was. I don't know. I I'm just overwhelmed with how much food is going to be there. I don't know if we're gonna. I'm gonna be. You're probably gonna have to roll me out because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be like uh, I might get the itis before we even get like halfway through, and I'm just gonna have to find some place to sit down and take a nap. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it, it, it will be one of those things like that. That will be the decision you really have to make for Epcot is how much time are you dedicating to rides versus how committed are you to just really dominating the food and wine expo? I, I'm not even thinking of dominating stuff, but it's just like there's so much stuff that sounds so good that I don't necessarily want to get it all, but there's going to be like, well, do I want this or do I want this other thing? No, I want them both. So like, yeah. What you just described is dominating yeah, the food I, I don't think that's festival. Henry. It's just being into just into <laughs> You don't think about dominating. You just do, Henry. It's just, it's just your normal no everyday approach to to things like uh, this i can't eat as much anymore either so it's <laughs> it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one <laughs> i also want to say henry that uh that uh that little segment of you talking and bringing up uh how excited you were about the booths i think that's the most excited i've heard you in the uh in the year plus that we've been doing this podcast <laughs> i don't know about that but <laughs> something to look forward to. It, it, it is, it is definitely uh, a major point of interest for this trip. Am yes. I right? I mean, I, I oh, read yeah. through each booth, the description, what they're carrying, what they're like, their highlights are. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thankfully the time we're going, all the booths are going to be open because some of them don't open until like October 1st. So there we go. Yeah, I mean, they've they've got to be open for the fifth. Yeah, by the time we get there, they're all going to be open. So, cooking with gas. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm you know, I'm just gonna put. I might just have to put myself in your hands, Henry, and just and just uh, let you do the research here because <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot to go through. I I cannot commit to going through each and every one of the items and descriptions before our trip. But I like where your head's at. That sounds good. Well, I mean, it was. It was just something I looked through. I mean, they didn't actually tell, say everything that was going to be there. They just, they kind of gave a, like a, this is what, I mean, it was a really nice write-up. So they kind of said, well, this is what they, they've had this booth every year. And this is usually what they have. So, uh, but they, we are going to get like, I think eight new booths. So, uh, hey. so that's. Gonna be go. nice. So they didn't know anything about those. So it's enough to get you excited. Oh yeah, yeah. Me too, man. I'm excited. It's uh, you know, the, I mean, really, like, yes, we have a food and wine festival at DCA, but really, it is not the food and wine festival, mm -hmm. right? Like, this is the food and wine festival that we're checking out. So that, in and of itself, is pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, there's like what I think there's only like. 12 to 16 booths maybe at the california adventure food and wine festival so like if you get like a one of the cards which gives you like eight things to you know eight tastings i guess you're you're pretty well set but like 32 man that's like then you really have to be like guessing like what really picking and choosing what you're going to get so yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. Are you considering doubling up? So previously we had talked about doubling up on Hollywood Studios because that is like the hot park, right? Yeah. That, with all the cool stuff going on right now. Are you considering doubling up on Epcot instead just to maximize food and wine? No, because that is mm. that that would be 
bad. I mean, not just, I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, I have to consider my health here too, man. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Fair enough. You got to be able to get on that plane to go. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to be tough because I remember at the uh, DCA food and wine festival, I had just eight tastings and I pretty much couldn't get all of those when uh, I had trouble eating all of those. I didn't even do those all in one day either. I don't think uh, it's going to be rough, but it's a good, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> it's true. I, I just, I just picture right now, uh, you know, you getting ready, packing all your stuff up to go home on uh last day of the trip. And, uh, and Lori just being like, Henry, come on, man, we got to go home. And you just look at her, and you slowly back up into the World Showcase Lagoon as you tell her, but I am home. <clears throat> and you vanish into the waves and we never see you ever again. Uh, I don't know if there'd be room for me with those uh, barges. And <laughs> <laughs> Tight squeeze. Well, that's uh, so that's what's going on over in Florida. Like we were talking about, still a lot of stuff going on at Disneyland as well. It's especially exciting for uh, for Mr. Hall over here, who is, uh, I mean, it's like we were saying, it's a rapidly changing kind of situation going over on at, uh, at Disneyland, uh, you know, right before his trip. So we have, I'll just quickly go through a lot of the, the reopenings that are happening in July. So we have on July 1st, this is first we'll start at Disneyland. July 1st, we have uh, Harbor Galley, and Hungry Bear opening up. Uh, then on July 8th, we've got the Refreshment Corner. And then July 15th, Cat Sokka's Kettle. So you can finally get that uh, flavored popcorn that uh, I know you're such a big fan of, Henry. Wow, uh, we won't be there at the time. <laughs> That's after us. Yeah. I think I think they are serving the chocolate popcorn elsewhere. Mm. So it might still be. I think they're ser- serving it at the milk stand. So there you go. Hot tip, uh, Henry Hall. Milk stand. <laughs> so then for uh, Disney California Adventure, also on the 1st of July, Lucky Fortune Cookie, uh, Lucky Fortune Cookery, <laughs> excuse me, opening up. And then also Corn Dog Castle, July 1st. Uh, Schmoozies, also July 1st. So if you ever want that smoothie or like an awesome milkshake, that's the place to go. You know, I, dude, I was craving schmoozies so bad. Uh, on that one day that I was in DCA because it was such a hot day, bright sunlight everywhere. It's like, man, the uh, like a fruit smoothie sounds incredible right now. Not a Jamba Juice, but like a fruit smoothie, and uh, they were not open yet. So yeah, I was I was denied. So you'll have to you'll have to live vicar- I'll have to live vicariously through you. Well, I'll be enjoying my Pongo Dose. So Pingo Dose. Instead, there you go, there you go. We'll, in the big can. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, there's always enough room for uh, that. No, there isn't. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> no, especially if you're rocking the big can. Uh, and then we've got Clarabelle's opening up on July 8th, and then finally, I'd say arguably one of the, one of the most important announcements is uh, you we have on July 2nd both Tangaroa Terrace. And uh, Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar reopening. So that is very exciting. Big fan of Trader Sam's there. So, uh, so yeah, Henry, 
it's happening, dude. This is uh, your trip is coming up, man. I, I'm so curious about what the first thing you guys are gonna do. You enter into Disneyland. You walk under the railroad with the plaque there, and uh, you're on Main Street, man. What's what's the first stop? Well, I have been informed that the first stop is oh. is to get a breakfast Ronto wrap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. There we go. wife is just like literally like she found out that they are are now serving breakfast and and that they're definitely that they're serving breakfast Ronto wraps. She just was so happy. So now that is definitely like number one with the bullet. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Dude, that uh, that's good times. I'm telling you, that was a th- I. I I legitimately missed that during my trip. Like the breakfast situation was so dire and uh, I just had, I had a regular Ronto wrap and I was just wishing it was a breakfast one. That would have been perfect. So yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Too. And I personally like the, uh, with the, uh, the parfait that they have, the uh, um, yogurt, fruit and, uh, and uh, oats parfait that they sell in uh, at the, over in uh, Galaxy's Edge as well, so so breakfast is a good time. Yeah, I hope they they're selling that. I haven't heard yet whether or not they're selling it, but uh, I like that. I don't know. That's true. Have we gotten an? I don't feel like we've gotten an update on Docking Bay Five. Yet. I think it's opening mm. at Docking Bay Seven. It, Docking Bay yeah, Seven. Yeah, I think they. I've, yes. I've heard that they're supposed to be open. Oh, okay. Then you. I'm. I mean. Chances of you getting that parfait are very, very good if they're doing breakfast yeah. all of a sudden and Docking Bay 7's open. Um, cool, man. Well, that is exciting. How? What's your approach to the parks going to be? Or, or, you know, I mean, it's... I know that, you know, we, we've talked before about how I'm very much more ride-focused than you guys are. You guys are very much more into the, the kind of ambiance of the park. But... It, having been so long since you guys have been back, like what's the approach that you're going to take? Are you still going to just take then that ambiance and that be the kind of uh, the primary focus? Are you going to mix in like as many rides as possible? Uh, It's going to be kind of a little bit of both. I think what it's going to be is kind of like hit rides. Like as soon as we get in as much as possible, I mean, we definitely have, certain rides that we definitely want to hit. We want to hit the uh, Haunted Mansion. We want to hit uh, the new Snow White, uh, Web Slingers for sure. You know, oh. we want to hit those rides, you know, Radiator Springs we want to hit as, as well. But then I think it's going to be like rides, then kind of slow down and enjoy the atmosphere. But we're not too sure. Like, I think it's going to be, it's, it's, things are changing so rapidly the we don't know like we're not sure what the crowd situation is going to be like um it's been so like back and forth i keep hearing that the the rides aren't super long as far as the lines going i mean for this time of the year um they are getting over an hour now 
uh, wait times. But, uh, you know, we're not too sure where that's going to be and, of course, what the crowds are going to be. But I think it's going to be a, a, a mix of both. We're probably going to hit the certain rides and uh, and then we're going to probably slow down and, and try to enjoy, you know, just the atmosphere and what's and the food, you know check out some of the food places yeah like a lot of the food places now are doing uh are doing standby so now i'm hearing that uh, mobile ordering is now back to being a good thing so you don't you it only takes <laughs> yeah. like you mobile order and it's ready 15 20 minutes later so uh so that's that's a good thing um and there's no more like standby you know time to get into uh, Avengers Campus is just you know going in, so I mean it's that's yeah. big. So there's a lot of good things going on now. Unfortunately, you didn't get to experience it on your trip, but you know hope we're gonna give everybody a heads up of like how it is now. It, you know, yeah, man, that's why this is a two person podcast. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's 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 sounding like it's gonna be pretty much. Mm, almost back to normal i mean there's certain you know the jungle cruise isn't going to be open yet i mean it opens up like later on in the week unfortunately we met, we're going to miss that uh which is one of our favorite rides because it's just so you know time to sit down relax yet get entertained it's one of those things that's nice to do but we're not going to be able to experience that and uh, it's unfortunate, but at least like, yeah. you know, a lot of the rides that were previously, you know, closed are going to be open. Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters is going to be open. So at least I'll be able to win in one ride. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it, it, I mean, we're expecting that's going to be good times. I think it's as long as I can get on Web Slingers, I'll be, I'll be happy. Uh, if we don't, I'm really going to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe it. So. If there's anybody that deserves to check out Web Slingers, and we need to check out Web Slingers, it's Henry All, I need the full review. Yeah, I definitely, like, in, especially, like, I'm definitely going to be comparing it to, uh, you know, the, Universal's Islands of Adventure Spider-Man ride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. that's true. Allowed to do that comparison for sure. <laughs> uh, but I mean, but especially, I mean, you guys, the two of you, are such big fans of those kind of kind of competition rides, right? You were just talking about how big of a fan you are of Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blaster, and the competition element to that. We know the Lori's a huge fan of Midway Mania and the competition aspect of that. You guys both, you especially, were a big fan of the kind of uh, the kind of group dynamic that goes on with Smuggler's Run. So, I mean, this is definitely kind of within your guys' wheelhouse. So, like I said, I, I think a, what your guys' is feeling is, is something I'm I'm especially uh, curious. Well, on. to be fair, the only reason Lori likes Midway Mania. Is because she always beats me, so <laughs> and that's the only reason she doesn't like Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster because I always beat her. I still love Midway oh. Mania, even though I don't win. Uh, I, yeah. I'm 
all about good competition and I could, but she's a sore loser. So, uh, <laughs> we'll see if she like, if she, if she wins in, in web, web slingers, then she may like it. If she loses, she'll probably hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how things go, Henry. <laughs> It'll be interesting for sure. And I keep hearing that it's a workout. So, uh, I'm kind of, you know, hoping that I don't peter out like halfway through and just can't, can't keep up. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, I think you'll be good. Um, the, the other kind of question that I had for you, obviously when I went, um, you know, things were still socially distanced. Everyone was still required to wear masks. Um, you know, there, there was still no indoor dining. None of that is the case anymore, right? Like, so uh, no mask wearing is, is, is mask wearing isn't required uh, as long as you're vaccinated. <laughs> so I'm sure everyone's following that <laughs> rule. Uh, but uh, but yeah, masks aren't required, uh, which is a huge one. I I feel like, and even just like the the socially distancing aspect, like that was that played such a huge part in just how brutal it was in waiting in some of those ride queues for me because you'd have these like queues that would snake out uh into the middle of nowhere that you'd have to find the end to and it was like ugh, it was such a bummer especially for something like radiator springs where you were just out in the sun all day um that's not going to be an issue anymore so uh, what are your kind of how are you kind of feeling about all that stuff it's i mean right now since i haven't really been out in the public a lot um, I still, I still wear my mask out in public at this point, even though I am, both me and the wife are still, are fully vaccinated. It's still a bit, uh, I don't know, kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a bit, you know, a little bit, a little bit of anxiety is coming up when I, you know, thinking about sure. this, but hopefully by then, I'm just going to have to like mellow out and, and go with the flow. But I imagine a lot of people, I may, I may finally, just because of the heat and being outside, I may finally go without a mask in public, but we'll see. Um, I usually go by rule. Like if I'm in a store and the employees there are wearing masks, I wear a mask because I'm not wearing it for myself wearing it for their benefit since they're wearing a mask for my benefit um but we'll see what happens uh it's it's gonna be interesting uh for sure i from my experience it, uh wearing a mask through that full day definitely by the end of the day i was ready to rip that mask off but for the most part it wasn't that bad and there was that aspect i mean we've we've talked about the kind of uh the uh, just kind of how nasty some aspects of just just general theme parking is. Uh, I kind of was okay with the fact that like people are masked and uh, you know, there's just tons of hand sanitizer everywhere and people are sanitizing everything. Like I was, I was okay with a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, uh, we can keep some of the sanit- uh, sanitization going on. Like we don't have to get rid of everything here. Let's take it easy. Yeah. But, I keep uh, hearing that they still have the hand sanitizing stations out, but yeah, I doubt they're doing the the wipe downs like they used to. Heard that a lot of the no. uh, 
the uh, plexiglass is down as well. So. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, in, I guess in all fairness, when I was there, even though there was social distancing, you know, encouraged and required in queues outside of those, outside of like the few situations where it was required, there was no social distancing going on. Everyone was all up on each other for everything, right? It's just, yeah. it's just kind of the way that it was. But uh, but yeah, I, I definitely, even because uh, there was only a couple times that I actively saw them wiping down rides while I was there. I, there were definitely a few times I had just like some of those antibacterial wipes and I absolutely wiped down <laughs> some of like the belt buckles and and just those, some of those high touch points, right? Like the handles on like in credit coaster. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm sure it's just being way overkill. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'm I'm okay with being a little overkill. Just in general, like I said, it's kind of grody outside of even the whole pandemic setting. But Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Plus, you know, the frustrating thing is like, of course, now we don't have to wear masks. We have all these masks that uh, my wife made and she went through and find, you know, actually found a good pattern that, was good for me to wear like my glasses and stuff so they don't fog up and everything and that they were super comfortable it was a comfortable mask and stuff so we could wear it a long time and now they're saying you know you don't need to have it i mean i feel like i should just wear it anyways because <laughs> yeah yeah suppose you put the work in why not we'll see we'll see we'll see well henry i am Super excited to hear your take and, and not just kind of, you know, your overall experience. Uh, I'm always excited to hear that, but just especially now that there are so many different changes that have uh, occurred. I'm curious if the Indiana Jones ride is still broke down and busted. I'm, I'm betting that it is. I'm hearing that it is. It's more broke than ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, it's even in worse shape. I guess that's not too surprising. I, I'm super curious on your take and just kind of your uh, detailed, I know it will be detailed, breakdown of Avengers Campus and your time there and, and just kind of your thoughts about everything. Because like we said uh, previously, when I was going through my stuff, I know that there was a lot of Easter eggs and small little details that of course they put in that like someone like me, who's just as an intensely casual Marvel person, a fan um, it just completely misses. I know someone like you that is like the hardcore Marvel fan, a uh, comic book fan in general is going to be able to really appreciate and, uh, and share. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. We'll see. Uh, you know, it is MCU, not comic books that they're following. So there may mm. be stuff that I don't even notice there too, but I mean, it's nice that they're putting that kind of stuff in. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I guess that's true. I guess that is true. Churros? Yes, no? Uh, there's going to be churros eaten at some point for sure. Um, haven't really figured out which ones that we're, we're going to do just because it's churros is, is a off-the-cuff thing. So it's not something we generally plan except for I'm probably going to get that uh, the uh, the churro, the curly Q churro over at the uh, Avengers Campus, uh, the pineapple one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. 
And I'll probably have to eat that one myself, all by myself, because the wife doesn't care for uh, pineapple flavor. So, mm. it was weird. It was, uh, it was uh, definitely, it was pineapple. After you know, going in knowing that it was pineapple, it was like, okay, I can kind of see this, but I don't know if I would have picked out pineapple outside mm. of that. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting that they would go with a pineapple flavor. Um, yeah, and sometimes it's weird when you when you do a fruit flavor, they can come off kind of tasting so kind of fake. Um, but uh, we'll see. I'll see what it is like. Well, dude, a lot to look forward to, no doubt. But that just about does it for today. Remember, you can catch the Great Park Hop each and every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcast service just so happens to be. As always, if you made it this far, you're hopefully enjoying the podcast. So don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a review, and hit that like button. This has been episode 55 of The Great Park Hop, and we'll catch you in two or so weeks. I don't know. We'll have to figure out how to fit in Henry Hall's trip. I want to I wanna cover Henry Hall's trip next episode. I, I, I can't wait. Until then, stay healthy, everybody. Henry, you take care, big guy. You too. Everybody stay healthy. Have have a great summer. All right.